cousin Jared. We are here for the Thursday, October 5th show of picks with the professor. Um, got a good slate of college football today. Want to recap Wednesday. And uh, that's, uh, I was a queen, a clean sleep, a queen, clean. It's too late. A clean yeah. sweep. It's, 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 it's yeah. words are hard. Uh, I, you know, I can't list anything else there because you can't win more than you make. I always teach my students, that's how the binomial distribution works. The number of successes cannot be exceed the number of trials. That's just the way it goes. Uh, mm-hmm. But if you really wanted to, I did mention to our dub clubbers in the study hall extended, whatever you want to call it, uh, session that if you wanted to drop a little bit of money on the Twins, I thought that wasn't the, the worst idea ever. And that one too. I mean, it was just a fun yeah. Wednesday. Yeah, it was a fun Wednesday. And I mean, even earlier this week, we dabbled in EPL soccer and somehow managed to get a win in, in on a total in EPL soccer. So really, it's just been a great few days all around. Because uh, uh, your what was what was your ROI on Wednesday? You were telling me before show. I can't even remember what it was. It was great. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with a 112% ROI mm. for, for mm. Wednesday. Yeah, so it, yeah. it was a good day for sure. It was a good day. Uh, again, if you are not with us on Dub Club, sign up. That link's in the show description. You're going to get so many more good plays. Than what to You'll get the other half of the picks that we're going to talk about here again. We're going to do four for you free on YouTube. We're going to do four more. Um, and there's just so much more stuff on Dub Club. And because you're the best part about Dub Club, in my opinion, too, is the Discord access, which has been a lot of fun because not every night is a winning night. But when it is, we have a lot of fun over there. And when it's a losing night, sometimes I will just rip into teams and just like talk about how horrible they are incessantly. And that's a lot of fun, too. And then when Taylor Swift is the only thing on uh, Sunday Night Football, I will spend the entire night just quoting Taylor Swift lyrics. I mean, we have a lot of fun over there. It is. It is a lot of fun and always entertaining is how I would describe it. There's never a dull moment. The gifts are usually a grade, uh, so yes, it's a lot of fun over, over yeah. there. Uh, but without further ado, we'll get to it here. Saturday, Western Michigan at Mississippi State. Uh, Cousin Jared, there are a lot of college football games. I can't see personally watching this game. In fact, I'm not sure I've seen Western Michigan play a minute of football. And by this point of the season, that's impressive because, I mean, I've got five yeah. games usually going at a time all day Saturday. And I'm not sure I've seen them this year. Um, they're, they're not good. They're not the worst team out there, right? Number one, 22 out of one thirty-three. Um, they're not good though. Now, Mississippi yeah. state is solid. I mean, they're okay. They're, I, I, we've talked about them, right? I don't know what their identity is. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think a problem when they play a really good sec team. And there are a lot of good sec teams. Yep. Um, that shouldn't matter against a team like Western Michigan. There's really nothing special about this game when I look at it. I mean, Mississippi State's solid, a little bit. They're, they're okay on offense. They're okay on defense. Western Michigan's bad on both. I mean, there's just not a lot there other than you got one team that's a lot better than the other one. Tough place to play, Starkville, Mississippi. Model says Mississippi State by 25 and a half. So we're going to take Mississippi State minus 20.5 B grade pick. Cousin Jared, I think the concern here is. Mm-hmm. Who is Mississippi State playing next week? Who did they play last week? Is this a trap game? If they show up, you got to like their chances. Do we think they show up and can they win by such a big margin? What what led you to to calling out this game and and making this one of our official picks? 
Yeah, so you say that Western Michigan is not the worst team, but there are not too many teams worse than them. Uh, and so that that is a big part of it. And you mentioned the Mississippi State, uh, definitely offensively, they're going through a, a big change. And yeah. so I uh, definitely agree. Don't have a great identity there, but I, I do think that their defense is still pretty solid. And especially when you compare it to the Western Michigan offense, mm-hmm. which as you can see on the screen there, uh, not good. Not good. Um, no. Defense also not good, but but offense uh, not good either. They also Western Michigan also plays at a slightly uh, faster than average mm-hmm. pace. Mississippi State is right about average. I think that's going to give us maybe another scoring opportunity, one and a half additional scoring opportunities for Mississippi State in this game, which I think could uh, kind of make the difference there. It is an 11 a.m. kickoff. It's a non-conference game, smacked in, or smacked in the middle of all these SEC conference games. So yeah. you definitely all could always have a situation where. Mississippi State is sleepwalking through a quarter and a half. But I think uh, the beauty of this is that Western Michigan is bad enough where Mississippi State could sleepwalk for a quarter and a half and still cover this number. Uh, and so, really, this is just a, a, a decent SEC team going up against a very bad Western Michigan team. Mississippi State had a couple of losses here in a row. Uh, I think they're ready to get back on the schneid. You know, win because I don't know how many more of them they're going to be able to find on, on the schedule. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Mississippi State looked brutal in losses at home to LSU and Alabama. I think two games that we kind of expected them to play a little bit better in Alabama is obviously going through some ups and downs a little bit this season. LSU, we talked about, just not a very good team. At home, you expected a lot more, and they just got yep. trounced in both of those. Yep. Losing to South Carolina. The, the loss at South Carolina by touchdown is nothing bad. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's been a disappointing season for them, but the schedules come hard at them early. Uh, Mm -hmm. like you said, this is a great opportunity for them to go out there and get a win because you know, they're going to be fighting for six wins and get into a bowl game. So this is not a game they can take lightly. They obviously got the easy win over Southeast Louisiana and they got the the overtime win, thankfully for them against Arizona. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, you're looking at this. You can't. You gotta go out there and take care of business. Get with number three because getting three more won't. Like you said, it won't be easy. It, it's possible. Yeah. It's yeah. possible. They got a couple other, but it's not going to be the easiest thing in the world. So they really got to show up. Uh, uh, Mississippi State has a bye next week. Arkansas after that. So you're not. It's not really like a true look ahead spot. And honestly, a team like Mississippi State probably can't afford to be looking ahead given the way no. they've been trounced. No. So uh, hopefully that's not an effect there. But I also like the other thing you mentioned, and it's a great point to make now. And it's a great point I'm going to bring up and remind us to talk about in the third game we cover here that pace actually does impact the projected margin of victory in the model because we're expecting an extra possession or two with faster overall pace. So we look at what we expect the pace to be, and that does have an impact on the margin of victory when it gets bigger. When it's smaller, it doesn't really matter because if it's a tight contest, extra possessions doesn't really matter, right? But but in a situation where the talent is different, the number of possessions can matter. And so uh, if Western Michigan can play a little bit faster, that actually helps us be a little bit more likely to cover 20 and a half B grade, obviously like a 20, a little bit better, but uh, you know, getting a win at 21 is obviously nice mm-hmm. as well. 3.30 p.m. Eastern, Wake Forest and Clemson. Wake Forest, I, this, this seems fascinating. Wake Forest, freakishly fast. Clemson, freakishly slow. Yeah. Clemson's offense, I don't think has been that bad. They've had some questionable, questionable play calling right from the very start in that Duke game. 
Yep. Questionable play calling against Florida State. Last week against Syracuse in a game that the model like all week liked Clemson. We've liked Syracuse at the start of the week, but as the injury stuff, it just felt like we learned more and more and we had more guys out for, for Syracuse. Kind of was like, hey, Syracuse just really banged up. Clemson taking care of business there last week, kind of getting back on the right track. Uh, still a very good defense. We know Wake Forest, a good offense, not a good defense. I mean, this is just a clash of two different types of teams. Clemson at home is the better team. You know, you expect them to be favored. You expect it's more than 50-50 that Clemson wins this game. We're not here to talk about who wins, though. We're going over 52 as a B-grade pick. 52, a fairly key number. 51, also very key, and that's why this is a B-grade. I have to think if you could get like 50 and a half, we're talking A-grade. Not sure it's going to cross through all those key numbers, but that's just a little nugget for you there. 50 and a half, we'd really love. But 52 is still solid to get the push there. The average college football game at this point is in the 52-53 range, somewhere in that ballpark is kind of what we're expecting. Uh, Model thinks this is going to be slightly higher than that uh, simply because people are a little bit down on Clemson's offense, but the model thinks their offense isn't that bad. Uh, And Wake Forest defense is the only unit on the field that is below average. So if that's the only thing that's below average, then – that deep, that should get you yeah. some more points. So we're expecting a few more points than average. Fifty five point six according to the model. Over two and a half B grade pick, cousin Jared. Why? Yeah. So the past two seasons, Wake Forest uh, in twenty twenty two, Wake Forest scored forty five points against Clemson, and that was in double over. That was yeah. That that was in mm-hmm. double overtime. They actually mm-hmm. didn't score in the second overtime. So they got forty five in one overtime, thirty eight in in regulation against Clemson in twenty twenty one. Uh, Wake Forest scored 27 points against Clemson. And disclaimer, yes, uh, you know, our, 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 our boy, um, I'm going to go with uh, not how, man, why am I blanking on his name? Hartman, Sam Hartman, Hartman uh, yeah, yeah. Was, was the quarterback there at that time. So, of course, he is not there anymore. But those two scores are the most points that Clemson has allowed to mm. any team in both of those respective seasons. They are the most points that they have allowed. Uh, so you're saying it might also be a little bit of the coaching, uh, and the, yes, and the scheming, the style, the pace, the, all those things. Yes, I think that Wake Forest has has figured out something schematically that they can uh, use to attack Clemson efficiently. What they what they like to do, they they figured out kind of a way to make it work. Yes, they figured out a way to make it work. And but I, by the same token, uh, Clemson, for all of the offensive issues that they've had the past couple of years, have never had problems scoring points against Wake Forest. And you just most teams how, don't, to be fair. Yeah, and you mentioned how Wake Forest defense is below average again this season. So this is definitely one of those things where I just feel like Wake Forest kind of figured something out against Clemson. I I don't think they necessarily have a chance to to win in this game, but you mentioned you know the average uh, score being in the low fifties. I mean, all we're all I'm asking for is thirty five twenty. That's all I'm asking for here. I'm not asking us to get to sixty points or anything like that. I'm just asking us to get to the mid fifties. And I think based on what we've seen the past few years, I think we can definitely reach that number in this game. In the cheat sheet that I sent out, it shows the projected score of this. And the model on average says 36 to 20. So I mean you're you're spot oh, on. That's exactly what the model thinks is, is pretty average. We are right. Wake, Wake just gotta get to 2021. Clemson should put up plenty of points. Um in this one. And again, some of the play calling issues, et cetera. You know, you don't think that's 
going to be an issue necessarily against a Wake Forest defense that, you know, can give up points with the best of them. Um, You know, a Clemson offense that put up 31 against Syracuse, there's really no reason why they couldn't do the same. And a Wake Forest uh, offense that's healthier right now than Syracuse offense. Obviously, we're very high on Syracuse, but all the injuries right now uh, piling up for them is different. Uh, The other thing to mention, we were on the under last week in Clemson, Syracuse, and were able to get that. And so it's not like we've just been, oh, Clemson's got a great offense. The model is hot, too high on them, and we're going over with Clemson games. It's not. We went under last week. So it is yeah. always fun when you're zigging and zacking a little bit because it tells you that the model is uh, just seeing things different in the market rather than just completely yes. biased. If it's completely yep. biased, that's, sometimes that's fine. We just got to double check and make sure yep. we agree with that bias, <laughs> right? Yep. In this case, it's not that it's a bias. It's just we just see the world a little bit different than they did. We won last week. We're going to go uh, other side this week over 52, which takes us to Colorado at Arizona State. Shadur Sanders, Silent has him ranked number four of all mm-hmm. quarterbacks. I mean, and, and and I've had him high from almost the very start. I think it was like week like three or something. I had him up to number six. I mean, mm-hmm. the kid can play. Yep. And honestly, he's probably been the biggest difference to Colorado. I mean, I'm not, and I'm not saying that Dion won't. We saw this at Jackson State, his first year there. Uh, that sh- that weird, that was the weird spring COVID season. I want to say that that mm-hmm. no one played in 2020, but they played in 2021. Uh, and it wasn't very good, but then came right back and then started playing really good football after that. So I'm sure they're going the right direction. The biggest difference though in Colorado, why the model says they're an, an average team versus last year when they were so terrible, honestly, is they've got great quarterback play. Yep. Uh, the other Sanders kid on the defense football, not bad as well. And of course, Travis Hunter, a couple of good receivers as well. It's just a few players. I think they're moving in the right direction. Absolutely. But overall, nothing special. I think the interesting thing about Colorado is we've been like right after like week one, I think we shot them up to about this spot. Mm-hmm. And we've kind of hung steady. I think all the other projection systems have been all up and down all over. And we kind of just been holding right about here, kind of saying, yep, solid, better than we thought. And if you're using too much in last year's data, you, you know, team data specifically, you know, as a player-based model, I have none of last year's data because none of those players are here, right, basically. Right. It's all the players data from everywhere else. You know, you were kind of missing that. And if you were overreacting to the games, you were missing it. And, uh, you know, disappointing effort to Colorado State, absolutely all the hype, all the distractions, et cetera. And then these last couple of games playing really good football teams, everyone's kind of, you know, we were saying during that Colorado State game when they were struggling, like they're going to have a hard time getting to six wins when you look at the mm-hmm. schedule because of how good the Pac-12 is. Yep. That doesn't mean they're not a decent team. It just means they play, they're played some really good teams. That's what happened the last yep. two weeks. Credit to them for fighting to come back and at least make that game interesting. Yeah. Yep. This last weekend, they're going to have a much easier time against this Arizona State team that has a lot of injuries themselves, also not very talented, also a young coach. Don't yep. know if he's going to flop, honestly. I, no yep. idea. We'll find out in a few years' time. Um, but a young coach who... I'm not going to say he's necessarily over his head, might be over his head, might be just drowning in injuries, might be drowning in he might be down to like his fourth string quarterback. I mean, there's just a lot happening there that that yeah. maybe part of it's on him, maybe part of it's not. It, it's just a rough time, I feel like, if you're a Sun Devil fan and and things are pretty volatile. We liked them last week and got, like, got them to cover against Cal, but we talked about that was really mostly about why the market sees Cal as good. Yeah, it's they are, yeah. It's not that they're good, right? They're one of the weaker teams in the conference. Well, Arizona State is as well. We think Colorado can go on the road and get the victory. 
B grade pick at minus 175. And as we mentioned, the tempo, Colorado playing so fast helps them out because we think they're the better team and that gives them a higher likelihood of winning because if they do get more possessions, they have more chance to show that they are a better team. And, and, who knows how much better a lot of that better team part is the quarterback, but that doesn't matter. Yeah. That's part of it. Yeah. Their quarterback is so much better than Arizona state's quarterback situation at this point. I'm not even sure what string quarterback we're going to be seeing on yeah. Saturday. Yeah. yeah. Cousin Jared, what do you got? Yeah. So uh, interesting nugget that I saw about Colorado. They've already scored more touchdowns this season than they scored all of last season. Mm, uh, I'm not and, and half the game. So <laughs> yeah, I thought that was, that was very interesting. Uh, so, you know, as a, an avid consumer of college football, I listen to a lot of college football podcasts and one of them posited this week, um, you know, Arizona State has a self-imposed bowl ban this year uh, due to the recruiting violations uh, that took place under Herm Edwards a couple of years ago. And that was announced, I don't know, sometime like early, late spring, early summer time frame is when they announced that they were going to have that self-imposed bowl ban. And it was posited on this podcast that I listened to uh, that that was announced after the new coaches got there, all the transfers left and came in and they saw everybody in spring practice and said, guys, we're not going to be good. Um, so let's just go ahead and let's just ourselves. do this. We're not just we're not going to get to six. So who cares? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, we're not going to go to a bowl anyway. So let's just go ahead and, and ban ourselves. Uh, yeah, Arizona State is is not not good guys. And you mentioned um, all of the the quarterback issues they've had. You know, Rashad being hurt. Worse, I mean. Yeah, Pine being banged up. Um, they had the one really good game where they hung in there. A really good game. A good game where they hung in there with. USC at home, but I think that may have been like one of Arizona State's only shots that they've they've got this season. And uh, in that Arizona State game, we were asking US, uh, excuse me, Arizona State USC game, we were asking USC to cover quite a large number. That's not what we're asking here. We're just mm -hmm. asking the you know fourth best quarterback in the country mm -hmm. to go out and put up more points than their Arizona State and just win the game. So um, I like this pick a lot. I have been so impressed. Uh, actually, the second half of that. Uh, Colorado USC game like that told me so much about Colorado because you know yeah. I kind of had to change my tune on them the first part of the season I thought that they were really going to struggle we, ended up well, we, we thought we thought early on it would just take a little bit for them to gel and I think yes. what we didn't quite realize was just how good Shader Sanders was I think that's the difference is had he not been so good I think you could argue it would take a little bit to gel and get everybody mm -hmm. but when you just all of a sudden you put like uh, one of the top quarterbacks in the country on the team you just instantly get better and I think that's what we really missed on was just that mm -hmm. one fact well, He's yes, incredible. that. And, and then just so much attention and everything mm -hmm. that they have been getting the spotlight being so huge. And that second half of the USC game, I mean, they had every reason to kind of pack it up and go home second yeah. straight week that they were going to have a loss and everything. And they came back and all, had a decent shot to win the thing. I, I, you know, I don't usually critique coaches like felt like they were going kind of slow there on one of their last scoring drives. Felt like they could have hurried it up. A little bit more there, but uh, neither here nor there. They, they battled back, and I was very impressed with how they battled back when it would have been really easy for them to just pack it in and say, hey, we're just not the better team um, today. So anyway, I like everything I've seen from Colorado this year. Have, haven't liked anything I've seen from Arizona State this year. Arizona State is been has had, in my opinion, Cousin uh, Jared, potentially the most five, the most fascinating five games of the season. They played a home game to open up against Southern Utah and won by a field goal. Mm -hmm. And you see that and you'd be like, this team's going to go two and 10. Yep. And, and they might, we'll, we'll get, we'll look back to that. <laughs> Next game, they played a home game to Oklahoma state that they were ahead at the half, allowing zero, exactly zero rushing yards. To Oklahoma state the first half. 
And then Oklahoma State whooped them in the second half. And at that point, we didn't realize that Oklahoma State might not be good. So, I mean, that was an interesting yeah. one. The next game, they they got skunked by Fresno State, a pretty solid Fresno State team, 29 zip. Mm-hmm. And a game that they had the five turnovers, I think, and then the yeah. turnover right now. That was a wild game. The next game was the USC game at home, where after the Fresno State thing and after the Arizona State, or Oklahoma State yeah. thing, and after Southern Utah, everyone's like, oh my gosh. And we were, we thought USC is going to just destroy them. Yeah. And they, they hung in there and they covered and they, you know, made it i mean not really a game but they made it they kept it quasi interesting yeah. which was yeah they did they didn't do it against fresno state and then yeah. and then the next and then the next game with the cow you know double digit underdogs they kind of hung around and covered and when you look at the the, the you lost to cow by three that could have been a win you lost to Oklahoma State in a game you had to lead at the half and allowed zero first half rushing yards. Those are the sorts of things that can really change. I feel like kind of the trajectory of a program. Now, of course, this game there doesn't matter if they get to six, and they won't get to six anyway. When you look at the rest of their schedule, it is just littered with incredibly talented teams. Yeah. Um, this might be their next best chance to win a game, and I don't think they win this one. Um, but you know, it's just one of those things where you really have it, it, those close games. They got to figure out ways to win them. But part of the way you win those close games, having good quarterback play, and that's the big yeah. issue that they're hurting on. That's the big difference in this game. We like Colorado. Minus 175 is a pretty good price. People have been all over the map in Colorado. It's a good time to buy, uh, yeah. mainly because of their opponent and the price at which you can get uh, them at here. And we'll actually talk about uh, Colorado State, uh, one of those teams that, that played Colorado really well earlier in the season against Utah State. Because, uh-huh. Jared, I don't think either one of these teams are very good. I don't know why we're getting plus odds on the home team. That's mm-hmm. that's my whole critique of this is mm-hmm. I don't trust either team. Give me the home team at a place that's got a pretty typically decent home field advantage. Mm-hmm. Disappointing season for Utah State, so maybe not this year, but I mean, decent home field advantage and plus odds. And I don't really think either one of y'all are very good. I don't know. It, it, it's that's that's my whole handicap. What, what what's yours? Yeah, so uh, my handicap is exactly what yours is. You can literally look at all of the statistics that you have on the screen here, and it's like these two teams are damn near mirror images of each other. Mm Why am I getting plus odds uh, on, on a team that that's the home team here? Uh, that that's the the biggest thing. Like I just feel like there's value based on these two teams exact being exactly the same, and that you know two two and a half points of, of home field advantage that a team generally gets in college football, and Utah State is not great and like man i think back like the air force game they just looked lost at points during that air force game but you go back and look at it now they lost by 10 to iowa they scored 14 on iowa like there's gonna be some big 10 teams that probably don't score 14 points this season uh they they didn't look good against air force they lost by 18 uh subsequently air force has demolished everybody else by more than 18 points I was going to uh, say that the way Air Force is playing, I feel like a, it's, it's we're about same Houston State the same way, right? That like losing by 11 is like, oh, that actually looks pretty good now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What Air Force has been doing to people. Yeah. They, they only lost by seven points to James Madison, uh, which James Madison we think is is pretty good for, for a G5 team. And, and then they went across the country when we faded them last week against UConn saying what a tough trip that was, how uh, Utah State mm-hmm. hadn't been impressive and, and got a win there. Mm-hmm. So, Again, Utah State's not that good, but like, I don't think they're bad, and, and no. they're at home. And I, I just, I don't know why we're getting plus odds here. That, that is one hundred percent what it is. I think Utah State. Maybe I was personally underestimating them, and I look at these numbers and just say, there's no reason that they should be uh, getting plus odds here. 
it's it's you're absolutely right. It's a great point that we have to consistently reevaluate our mental priors mm-hmm. and our mental perspective on these teams. And those are the models. That's why we love the model because it, it's it's cold data based and it's not going to hold on to a perception of a team. If it mm-hmm. if new data comes in, it's just going to be like this is what I think now because that's not going to have the emotion and the I don't want right. to be proven wrong that, that we humans get right and. Mm-hmm. I think that's what I'm I'm doing with Joe Six. Absolutely right. Is that we kind of had a perception of them based off a couple of early games because we thought certain things. And like you said, the, the Air Force one specific one that jumps out to me is like, oh, when you saw that, you thought, oh, well, Air Force is usually okay, but this Air Force team is much better than the Air Force teams we've seen in the past. And th- the way they're lighting up teams, you know, on the scoreboard and everything's like that. And so it's like at the time we didn't realize maybe that was so impressive and, and those things we got to continue to just re-update in our brains and thankfully again the model is it for us and that's why model saying here like Colorado State's actually not bad either you know they've they've played Colorado well they've had a couple decent games uh not the middle Tennessee State's good but they took care of business against them and and neither one of these teams are terrible they're just both okay mm-hmm. g5 teams right they're 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 better than a lot of the g5 teams mm-hmm. but they're not in the top tier of them and Plus odds on the home team is like sure enough. And 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 I want to make the same point we made a little bit kind of the theme of the show here is pace. You've got a pretty average pace team in Utah State. Colorado State's been playing pretty fast. Extra possessions is going to help the better team. In this case, I'm not sure who the better team is, but it's going to help the home field advantage a little bit because mm-hmm. there's more possessions for the refs. we we understand refs have Refs are human and they make mistakes and they do tend to make more mistakes in favor of the home team. It's more chances for the crowd to get in the game and a false start to kill a drive for the one team, but not the other, that that sort of thing, right? All the sort of weird little things that make home field advantage the the 2.5 because college pace pace is faster Mm -hmm. might actually be 2.8, 3.1, just a little bit. It's just, it's all those little things, right? It's a little bit, this little bit of that, a little bit of this gets us to that 63% uh, where we're saying Utah state, it should be favored in this game. Plus odds is incredible value. Uh, and that's just a reminder. Again, more great picks over on dub club. You can see on screen that the recap of the four that we did, we're about to cover four more for our uh, loyal patrons over there. Cousin Jared, before we uh, sign off and before we again, remind people sign up link in the show description for dub club to get tons more picks and tons more fun. Do you have any parting words? for our youtube viewers yeah make sure that you're with us on dub club for all the baseball stuff i mean we did really really well in the the wild card series here and the i we've got three seasons post seasons of data at this point that sideline does well during the playoffs and so join us over there so you're getting every pick that sideline has for the baseball playoffs it is a lot of fun to bet playoff baseball and to get the last two Septembers were actually pretty good. This last September wasn't. And and that's just kind of the way it goes, right? We know we, it's not going to be perfect all the time. It was a frustrating September, but it's nice to be back into the weirdness of that September. Just kind of it bounced our way the last two years, didn't bounce our way this last year, but now it's back fun to be back into. We know every team's trying now and we will have some of those wonky situations hit us because now we're dealing with normal variants with the added variants of the weirdness of who knows what's actually happening with motivation. Cause obviously every team wants it. We've started off well with wild card. Yeah. Looking forward to that. And again, 
a ton of extra college football picks over on Dub Club. Sign up link in the show description if you're with us. Stick around after the outro music and you'll get discussion about four more A-grade picks that you already know we like. And we'll let Cousin Jared tell you why he likes those amongst all the A-grade picks. Uh, otherwise, though, we will see you tomorrow.